0: Better watch out, Utah. Penn State's going to have some of its key players ready for the Rose Bowl. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Lock On Nittany Alliance. Make sure you hit the bell for notifications so that you know whenever new Penn State content is available. My name is Zach Seiko, your host as always, and I appreciate all the support on the YouTube channel and of course wherever you listen if you get the audio version of this show. In today's episode, we got plenty to talk about because we are going to meet the class of 2023 We're going to get to know all of the verbal commitments, and I thought I'd share this a little bit in advance. Tomorrow at the time of this posting is going to be National Signing Day for the Penn State Class of 2023. So let's get to know the verbal commits a day early so that everyone knows uh, who is in this class and how good this Penn State class can be, the potential of it. But we are going to start our opening segment with Penn State's going to be back at full strength for the Rose Bowl, and Utah needs to watch out. Uh, we got some updates from Rose Bowl Media Day from James Franklin and some players about who was going to play and what uh, decisions people are going to make for their future. It, I really didn't have a feeling, uh, just from what I've heard, and given the fact that a lot of these players are senior veterans and they, they went through COVID and everything else. I didn't think that a lot of players would opt out in this situation. Joey Porter Jr. made sense. Parker Washington is injured. It seems like everybody else is on board. The band's all back together to play in this game. But these are some of the players that could have opted out, decided not to, and they're still mum about their uh, NFL future or if they're going to even enter the transfer portal. Uh, so let's start with Adisa Isaac because – His contribution next season would be massive, a veteran defensive end. I think he could get even better in 2023, but still hasn't made a decision on the NFL. He could go if he wanted to. I think he'd be a draft pick just because of the potential. He showed that he's recovered from that leg injury well and and will be back. I think he's already back to normal, but I think he could take an extra step if he comes back to play for Penn State next season. Ultimately, if I had to guess, I think he does return because I think he sees more potential in himself. If he goes right now, he might be a fourth or a fifth-round pick. I think that's a best-case scenario for him because I think he'll impress at the Combine just as a pure athlete. Uh, but if he puts another good season at Penn State together, shows he's recovered uh, from that injury, uh, he could be potentially, I think, a second-round Maybe even a first round pick like that was the original talk about Adisa Isaac. And I want to remind everybody before I move any further with player announcements is that anybody that wants to go to the NFL draft has the opportunity to declare for it up until seven days after the national championship game. So that's Monday, January 9th. January 16th is the deadline for people to decide. So there's still time. That's why we're going to get a lot of 50-50s here from some Penn State players. Okay, so somebody we do know is moving on, and this is a significant loss because he's a veteran starter at the defensive end position. That's Nick Tarburton. Nick Tarburton is going to declare for the NFL draft. He announced on his social media, gave a very nice statement, and, and he's moving on. I'm personally surprised, but I also understand the decision. I guess for Nick Tarburton's stance, this is more complicated than just coming back for college football. You have to have a reason to be at Penn state. Uh, let's take Hunter Norzad, for example, he's working on his master's. So it made sense for him to come back and play another season of football rather than going to the NFL for Nick Tarburton. I think he's done academically. So why not go start your career in professional football and this is a guy that has gotten so much better as a pass rusher he's definitely he's an edge setter he's a run defender first and that's what all these scouts are going to see and now it's just a matter of will he get drafted he's got ideal size he's six foot three 270 pounds i could see him maybe bulking up a little more could he convert to a three four defensive end since he's just so good at setting the line of scrimmage because he's not a speed rusher? Maybe he turns into a guy that could be a three, four outside linebacker pass rusher type cut some weight, maybe adds a little more speed because you want those outside linebackers to, like I said, set the edge and he does that well in 2022, 18 tackles, two sacks, one forced fumble and one fumble recovery. And he had the game of a lifetime against Northwestern. That's where a lot of that came from 2021. He had more tackles, 29, 29 of them, but he did have one less sack. Uh, he's projected as an undrafted uh, free agent by NFL And again, this one hurts. Uh, it's good for him. I want all these guys to go to the NFL, but I-, I can't imagine that he just, I don't think he wanted to play college football anymore. And I just don't, I think academically he's finished. So hats off to Nick Tarburton on an incredible career with the Nittany Lions, Jair Brown. He's going to play in the Rose bowl. That is confirmed. He doesn't have any eligibility remaining. So, He's on his way out. He's to the uh, he's going to the NFL and he's also going to play in the Reese's Senior Bowl. This is just I thought that because of what Jaquan Brisker did last year, that Jair Brown could be a candidate for an opt out. I personally believe that he would play because this is a different status of a game was the Outback Bowl last year. Penn State was seven and six. There were a host of opt-outs last year. This is different. This is the granddaddy of them all. This is the Rose Bowl. So Jair, it's like Saquon Barkley playing in the Fiesta Bowl. He didn't have to, but he did. And I think Jair Brown's in a similar situation, can put one final set of tape out because there's still some scouts that aren't sold on Jair Brown. Mel kuiper has got it right. I can't believe I said that. Mel Kuyper Jr. of ESPN has it right when he's scouting Jair Brown and has him as his third best safety. People slept on Jaquan Brisker. Don't sleep on Jair Brown. I think he should go in the second round, but maybe a team gets lucky, takes him in the third round. That's as low as he is going. Got some updates on the offensive line too. Caden Wallace, Olu Fashionu are both expected to play. They missed an extended amount of time with what we for Olu Fashionu, an injury. Caden Wallace, we believe to be an injury. We've Never really were explicitly told by James Franklin, but on Rose Bowl Media Day this past Friday, he did say right now we're planning for Olu and Caden to be available, meaning that they're going to start at left and right tackle. Brendan Strange, this is an interesting one. I thought that he was going to be a surefire returner because he's still got eligibility, but. It is a crowded tight end room. I think that Brenton Strange by far had his best season, so why not parlay it and get your best draft status if that's what you believe and go into the NFL. Uh, Brenton Strange, an excellent run blocker. He can catch two basically your quality tight end I see him as a day two. a day two is a very best case scenario for him. But I expect him because he's got the intangibles. He's a football player at the base. He'll impress at the combine. I think he could be a fourth or a fifth round pick and eventually elevate his way into a starting role. But he's going to start out as a quality backup. Uh, He's still deciding on his future. He has not made up his mind yet. And then Jake Penninger is someone that we brought up in a recent episode for Locked on Nittany Lines. Jake Penninger, the future's still out for him. Sanders, the Haydack looks to be in line to take that starting job if Jake Penninger's not available. Uh, it would be somewhat of a competition, but Penn uh, would definitely have the inside track to return as the starter if he wanted to come back for a 2023 season. Still deciding on his future. He's more of an un-kickers aren't really drafted unless you're a superstar in college. You're not going to get picked on draft day, so. So, oh, uh, if Jake Penninger is an undrafted free agent, it's not really that big of a deal. I think if it's, a, I think it's a win if he gets invited to an NFL training camp, which he will. Now, before we move on to the class of 2023 that is set to sign tomorrow at the time of this recording, Wednesday, December 21st is when everyone is going to sign. Uh, There is somebody that Penn State did get in the transfer portal and they picked up a punter. Yes, they landed former FAU punter Riley Thompson, averaging 45.4 yards per punt last year, was named a freshman All-American by the Athletic and was named a third team All-American by Pro Football Focus. I find this move a little interesting. I know that Barney Amore is moving on. I get that. Hopefully he gets invited to an NFL camp. But it comes from the fact that I've heard rave reviews about Alex Paquetta, the freshman phenom training with Blake Gillikin, who's now the performer punter for Penn State, now the starting punter for the New Orleans Saints. This is, it's just, it, it honestly makes me scratch my head a little bit. I, I didn't know that punter was a need. It seemed like Paquetta was in line to start next year. Now you bring in Riley Thompson as added competition, or do you think that he could start now? Here's the interesting thing. This is the catch about Thompson, even though he was a freshman, He only has one more season of eligibility because the eligibility clock actually started. He's from Australia, and apparently the eligibility clock for Thompson actually started while he was in Australia. So he only has one more year of eligibility. So if Penn State's plan is to play Thompson for him to win the competition and play in 2023, then Baquetta takes over and he's got a little more veteran experience being two years in the program then maybe that's the plan or baqueta just takes the job and then thompson's just some insurance he he's an additional guy that can be in the fold if baqueta you know for whatever reason uh isn't is hurt or he's not available i don't like speaking that into existence because i don't want to see anybody get hurt and that's across the board it doesn't have to be penn state but for whatever reason if Paquetta's is not available now you have somebody that can hold kicks can can punt the ball obviously and he's a good one at that because he had all america recognition it is locked on nittany lions when we come back we're gonna get to know the class of 2023 all the high school recruits ready to sign on early national signing day tomorrow today's episode is sponsored by linkedin jobs these days every potential new hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business you want to be 100 certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It is easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn jobs. Then add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. That is linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked On Nittany Lines your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Zach Seiko. Thanks so much for joining me. You can follow my personal Twitter at Zach underscore Seiko. You can follow the show Twitter at locked on Nittany, the class of 2023. Let's meet the commit, shall we? And before I get into all the prospects that are going to sign with the class of 2023 in Penn state, I want to give you my thoughts on, on just overall for this class. Uh, so in honestly, in general, this might be the best offensive line haul for James Franklin and Penn state in a while. Uh, Phil Troutwine stepped up big time. The recruits that they're bringing in, top of the line, they're getting multiple of them. Not only does it provide depth, but you finally have those anchors that can go up against the likes of Michigan. You know, Michigan for the past two years has won the top offensive line group two years in a row. So maybe Penn State's uh, on track for that. Second, the defensive backfield that they were able to get in this class. I mean, as of right now, six defensive backs are committed to Penn State. That is a huge get. It shows that Anthony Poindexter and Terry Smith are not only good at recruiting players, but developing them, turning them into NFL-caliber talent and giving them really nice college careers, giving them the tools so that they can succeed. Uh, While the defense and the offensive line seem pretty stacked the wide receiver position is a little lacking, and you want to get targets for those young quarterbacks. Drew Aller, maybe down the line, Bo Prabula, Jackson Smolak, who's in this group. They only got one wide receiver commit, so I was a little surprised that they didn't get more, but while it is concerning, they didn't get a lot of wide receivers in this class. That's what the transfer portals for in Penn State can go get who they want from there. And as it stands, Penn State, it seems to be the consensus that they're ranked either 12th or 13th in the country as a whole, and second in the Big Ten, of course, to Ohio State. But they are ahead of Michigan. They're ahead of Michigan State, Wisconsin, Nebraska, all the other Big Ten schools, second to Ohio State. Ohio State's uh, about seventh, it seems to be, the consensus so that's not bad. Penn State is in really good position here as they continue to stack these recruiting classes. All right, every single prospect that is committed to Penn State. And we'll go in order of when they committed, because I didn't want to go in order of lowest rated or highest rated or anything like that. I thought it would be fair fitting to go in the order of when they pledged to the class of 2023. So we'll start with the guy who's not only an anchor on the offensive line, but just an anchor for this class because he's done so much recruiting, and that is Alex Burkmeyer out of Virginia from Broad Run, interior offensive lineman, listed at six foot five, two hundred seventy-five pounds, committed July fifteenth, twenty twenty-one. He's a consensus four-star, honestly. He might even be a five star if you really watch the film, because according to 24 seven, he's the top interior offensive lineman. And like I said, one of the biggest recruiters in this class and over these next two segments, I'm going to break up this recruiting class in one segment here and then a follow up segment after that, because there's so many to get through. He got 23 commits. Lamont Payne, cornerback out of Chartiers Valley in Pennsylvania, 6'1, 170 pounds, committed September 18th, 2021. Another huge recru- uh, recruiter, very active, basically did a lot of work for the coaching staff. He's a consensus three star, but he's a four star listed on Rivals. Matthias Barnwell, and Barnwell was actually committed first, but he decommitted. He's out of Virginia, Riverbend. Uh, high school. He's listed as a tight end in some places, but he's really an athlete six foot six, 245 pounds commit recommitted September 25th, 2021. He's a consensus four-star. And the story behind Barnwell was that he decommitted after Tyler Bowen left Penn state to go accept a position with the Jacksonville Jaguars and urban Meyer. I know big mistake right now he's with Virginia tech now. So he landed on his feet. Uh, I don't blame him for wanting to go to the NFL, but Barnwell said, you know, he was his main recruiter and he just left so he wanted to weigh his options it was still early in the cycle but he recommitted he's actually expected to play defensive tackle he has incredible size joey shaffler was the next to commit he's out of exeter township here in pennsylvania he's a tight end six foot six 205 pounds he's listed at committed october 23rd 2021 consensus four star and was just recently named first team all state by penn live then Anthony Donko out of Lightridge High School in Virginia. He's another interior offensive line, and again, kudos to Phil Troutwine. 6'5", 315 pounds, committed January 28, 2022. He's a consensus three-star, but he was a late riser in the recruiting rankings. Actually, actually he was a boosted to a four-star by on three and 24-7. And then this is the best overall recruit by far. Another offensive line commit, Javen Williams. And just a little note: the number one and two commits in Penn State's class in terms of rating are Javen Williams and Alex Burkmeier. Just to go along with that offensive line group, Williams is at a Why I'm missing High School from Pennsylvania, uh, interior offensive lineman, but he can play anything: tackle, guard, you name it. Six foot four, two hundred ninety pounds. He committed February fifth, twenty twenty-two. He's the best overall recruit, as I've mentioned. On three has him sixth in the nation and the first overall prospect in the state of Pennsylvania. So the best in PA do literally stay in Pennsylvania and go to Penn State. He's rated as a 98 overall, five star by On Three and 24 7. Andrew Raplia committed after him. Milton Academy out in Massachusetts. uh, From Massachusetts originally, he's a tight end, six foot five, two hundred thirty pounds. Committed on April third, twenty twenty two, and he flipped from Michigan. He He was originally committed to Michigan and Jim Harbaugh and then flipped the commitment to the Penn State Nittany Lions. He's a consensus four-star. Jamil Lyons out of Roman Catholic High School in Pennsylvania. He's a defensive end, 6'5", 245 pounds, committed April 22nd of this year. Consensus four-star. He actually played safety originally. He was a safety and then kind of grew a little more into his body and then moved down to the front of the line, and now he's on the line of scrimmage as a defensive end. Conrad Hussey, the safety, St. Thomas Aquinas High School in Florida, 6 foot 190 pounds, he's listed at committed April 25th, 2022. He's a consensus four-star and rumored to potentially flip. He visited Florida State, Miami of Florida this month, but he's he's sure to be a nitty line. I just know it. And before we finish up the segment and then continue with the remainder of the class of 23, we're going to split it here. Tyreek Blanding, Christ the King Regional High School uh, from New York. Defensive lineman listed at six foot three, 275 pounds. He committed June 17th, 2022, and he's a consensus three-star. My name is Zach Seko. This is Locked on Nittany Lions. We're meeting the class of 2023. Today's episode is brought to you by NHTSA. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, your co-workers can tell, even your parents can tell. Everyone can tell. Welcome back to Locked on Nittany Lions. My name is Zach Seiko. We're getting to know the class of 2023, the remaining prospects, and we're going in order of when they committed. So we'll pick back up with King Mac, St. Thomas Aquinas. And yes, he is, in fact, teammates with Conrad Hussey. They're both in the defensive backfield. They actually just won a state championship. Congratulations to them. But King Mac is safety out of Florida, five eleven, 180 pounds, committed June 30th, 2022 kind of reaffirmed on championship game day that uh, he's all in on the Penn State netting Lions consensus four star. Dakari Nelson out of Alabama going to Selma High School. He's a safety listed at six foot three. 200 pounds, committed June 25th, 2022. Consensus four-star and another one of those elite defensive backs, along with Elliot Washington. Speaking of elite defensive backs, Venice, Florida, Venice High School, safety can play cornerback as well. Six foot, 195 pounds, committed July 8th, 2022. Actually flipped from Alabama, so yeah, you kind of see Penn State lose commits to the SEC. Not this time. They took one away from that conference. They flipped him. From Alabama and a very good get for Penn State, like all these other prospects. Running back London Montgomery out of Scranton Prep High School in Pennsylvania, listed at five foot 180 pounds, committed to uh, Penn State on July eleventh, twenty twenty two. He did tear his ACL and he missed uh, all of his senior season, and he's recovering from it. From what I hear, well. He's going to be a good fit for Penn State, and honestly, the ideal type of running back when he does recover from this. But he will need some time, and that's why depth is very important for Penn State. Tony Rojas, linebacker, Fairfax High School, out of Virginia. He's listed at six foot three, one hundred ninety-five pounds. Committed July fourteenth, twenty twenty-two. Consensus four-star and a consensus top ten linebacker. Like if you watch the film on this guy. He can fly. He was unstoppable at the high school level. Hopefully that translates over into college. Tamir Robinson out of Brashear High School, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He's a linebacker as well. Six foot three, 225 pounds committed July 15th, 2022. That was a fun summer for Penn State as they got all these commits kind of left and right uh, he's a consensus four-star and the number 11 overall linebacker, according to rivals. And here's the lone receiver for Penn State in the class of 2023, and that is Carmelo Taylor, Patrick Henry High School from Virginia. He's 5'11", 155 pounds, currently listed, committed on August 10th, 2022. He is a consensus four-star, so even though he's the only wide receiver, he's a good one at that. The lone quarterback in this class, and that's Jackson Smolick, Dowling Catholic out of West Des Moines. In Iowa, six foot one, two hundred five pounds, committed August twelfth, twenty twenty two, and he was actually a verbal commit to Tulane. Then he decommitted and flipped to Penn State. He was a late invite to elite, the Elite Eleven camp, and that's where everything took off for him. Got a host of offers, and ultimately chose Penn State. Zion Tracy goes to St. Thomas Moore High School. He's originally from New York. He's a cornerback listed at 5'11", 170 pounds. He committed September tenth, twenty 2022. He's a consensus three-star. However, he's a four-star, according to On3.com, and the number one recruit out of New York. So how about that? You know, What is this three-star rating when you're the best in the state of New York? Then we have Zion Tracy's teammate, and that is Joseph Mapoye out of St. Thomas More High School, uh, from the state of Connecticut. He's an edge rusher, listed at six foot five, two hundred thirty-five pounds. Committed December 12, twenty twenty-two. He's a consensus four-star and a consensus top-five prospect out of the state of Connecticut. So Penn State got a good one. And you know that he's an overall athlete because originally he was playing basketball, and then he figured out he was really good at football. Then also along the defensive line, Mason Robinson, McDonough High School, Owings Mills, Maryland. He's a defensive end, six foot four, two hundred thirty pounds, and he committed on December thirteenth, twenty twenty-two, a day after Mappoy flipped from Northwestern. He was originally committed to Northwestern, and Pat Fitzgerald then decommitted and just flipped the next day. He's a consensus three-star. And it probably helped that Penn State recruits very well and has a good relationship with uh, with McDonough High School. P.J. Mustafer, Devon Ellis, Curtis Jacobs, denied Dennis Sutton, all coming from that same high school. So now the trend continues, and Mason Robinson joins the Penn State class of 2023. Up next, we have Kavion Keys out of Verena High School, Virginia. He's a linebacker listed at six foot three, two 205 pounds. He committed December 16th. 2022 he's a consensus four star and a consensus top 30 linebacker penn state was able to flip him away from north carolina and he was uh going to uh he visited virginia tech but it came down to those three and he ultimately selected penn state and then just most recently, number 23, uh, save the best for last here, Cameron Wallace out of Montgomery County High School, Mount Vernon, Georgia. He's a running back, five foot ten, listed at 170 pounds, committed December 19th, 2023. That is yesterday at the recording of this episode. He's a Consensus 3 star, and in his Twitter bio, for what it's worth, he's the top running back out of Georgia, so hopefully he can show it at Penn State. So that's the class of 2023, all of the commits. Could Penn State still add anybody else? Potentially. Maybe they could get one more flip, and that's four-star cornerback Daniel Harris from Miami, Florida. He's down to Penn State and Georgia. He actually decommitted from the Bulldogs uh, in November, and it's really just down to these two. Would be nice to flip a commit from Georgia since the Bulldogs did that twice to Penn State in this past recruiting cycle. This is Locked on Nittany Lions. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm your host, Zach Seiko. As always, subscribe to the YouTube channel for more Penn State content, and I'll talk to you tomorrow here on Locked On Nittany Lions. Thanks for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.